Hello, it is me, Allison Rosen, host of Allison Rosen is your new best friend, the podcast you're listening to. Unless that's not the podcast you meant to be listening to, in which case, <laughs> what happened? Anyway, um, I just want to explain that the episode you're about to hear is not brand new. And you might be thinking, I'm confused. They're talking about pumpkin patches. Pumpkin patch season is in the rear view. Or maybe it's not. Maybe I'm so quick to just put pumpkin patch season behind when it extends into Thanksgiving. I don't really know how it works. The point is, on Monday, when I would normally be recording this show, it was Halloween. So you are hearing an encore presentation of one of my favorite episodes. The one you're about to hear is from 2017, which I think was a vintage year. That's a wine term, right? I speak wine terms. October 18th, 2017, and it is called Epiphany Judges Clothing Appraisers Hot Butt Magazine. And it features Wendy Molyneux, David Huntsberger, Daniel Quantz, and Chef Jeff Fox. Uh, And I... I know. Look, it was hard for me to choose an episode because I thought it would be easy to go back into the back catalog and choose one of my favorites, but they're all my favorites. There's so many classics that are all good. There's Make It Worse, Rob. Make It Worse. There's when Daniel accidentally somehow talked about the game of seduction. Oh my God. There's so many good ones. But anyway, this one I put on and I just uh, was in stitches immediately. Not literal, but I think that you will also be entertained. And if not, well then, I have misjudged you and I don't even know you at all. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the episode and I'll be back next week with all brand new stuff. Okay, goodbye. I love you. And now, live from Dining Room Studios in Hollywood, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes a guest. She's a writer and president of the boarding school reunion club at Pomona College. It's Wendy Molyneux. And he's a comedian you can catch this weekend playing the stairwell at the Riviera Casino in Las Vegas. It's David Huntsberger. Jeff Jeff is here to make scalloped potatoes with extra scallops. I'm her husband Daniel saying hop on board the love bus. Hey, hello, your best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little banana pudding cups. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. I would like to say hello to my guests. Hello and welcome back, David Huntsberger. Thank you for having me. I love banana pudding cups. What a perfect carb then. (laughs) Hello, Wendy Molyneux. Hi. And welcome back. I don't care for banana pudding. Do you how do you feel about bananas? Fine. Oh, but it's just not pudding them. (laughs) For me. For David, yes. Right. For me, no. Then if I wanted to have a banana-themed party, I feel like I'm, I'm getting all the info I need. Hello, Daniel. Hi. Banana? Uh, I heard recently that Nestle has gone into the rainforest to these um, tribes in the rainforest that hadn't had any contact with people and convinced them to start eating Nestle product instead of lo- like the native-grown stuff. Mm-hmm. And so now, instead of eating actual bananas, they'll eat banana pudding, and obesity has really become a problem in brazil 
Listen, so. if you can get to them, you've earned it. Yeah. <laughs> get out there, market to whoever you can get to. If you've got a rep, you can send into the deep jungles. They hire these these ladies. All right, to- all right. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Jeff. This is a comedy podcast. I left my underwear at your house with my name in them. Oh my god. Too it's great like, not to use twice. I know. That was the Hello Jeff drop at the Podfest episode, which came out last week. So you guys um probably heard that. Hopefully we had a good time at Podfest. I left my underwear at your house. House with my name in them. Where was Podfest? <laughs> it was at uh, the Millennium Biltmore in downtown LA. Oh, okay. So it was local. You it was guys local. Didn't have to no. put all your stuff in a buggy. I mean, we did anyway. Oh, just sure. Because we love caravanning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, caravanning is <laughs> the best. Right. Um, but we didn't have to. It was an unnecessary three day trip. It's just how it goes. I was just thinking about caravanning. And about how people will still suggest that you follow them places, even though you have like two maps in your car that are so fucking accurate now. People will be like, do you want to follow me? And it's like, no. Like what? It's sort of insult. Like I feel insulted when people ask me like I do as if I haven't figured out how to use a map. But also it's like and now the trip will be much more stressful, especially if your phone is telling you to go one direction and the person you're ostensibly following isn't going that direction then what do you do and there's the pressure to not lose the person each way so if you're following you don't want to lose them but if you're the person driving you have to be watching like oh that light's about to turn yellow i shouldn't peel through it maybe it's actually nice like people are wanting to like maybe it's one of the last few thrills you can have now (laughs) is the the caravan in trump's america caravanning yeah Um, it always gets me from uh um, a fellow driver point of view when i'm at like say a four-way stop and then this, a second car zooms through, and then it occurs to me, like, oh, they're following each other. These people don't have smartphones. Oh. What's that? Or I don't know. There, do you ever see that? I see. I assume the other person is chasing the other person to kill them. <laughs> I do. Literally last night, I was driving back. I went to um, to the Inland Empire where my sister lives to go to a very specific pumpkin patch, which we then did not go to. And we went to a different, very specific pumpkin <laughs> patch. Why? I must know why there was a sudden last minute 11th hour pumpkin patch change because i guess the pumpkin patch we usually go to my other sister got there first and was like she's like it's the fucking apocalypse here like they couldn't you couldn't get off the freeway exit you can Uh, get in the parking lot so we had to go to this other because it was so crowded i've got a pretty good people need pumpkin i've got a pretty good pumpkin guy if you need if you need some oh yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) let me know Okay. Well, does he come over wearing a trench coat, and the pumpkins are in the pockets of the trench coat? He's, they're just giant pleated uh, pants full of pumpkins. <laughs> he has horrific <laughs> posture and bone problems yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tight belt. <laughs> well, so how was it? The pumpkin patch. Yeah, the one we went to was nice. It was like a genuine farm. Ooh, like with a family that was like. I think run by a family, like an actual farm. The family was run by a family? Yeah, the family was run by a family. There were two families. There was the family. They're controlled by another family. Another family on the balcony. I was able to suss it out because they just seemed really spooked. And then I noticed another family in the corner who everything they did, they would do sort of little head nods or like shake their head a little bit or raise an eyebrow. And you could tell it was sort Mm. of a Twilight Zone situation where one family... 
Terrible. was running the farm and another family <laughs> showed up to control them. That's really perceptive of you to have honed right in on this family control and the other family thing because yeah. it is around Halloween time. So you might have just thought it was an attraction. Mm-hmm. No, it was mm-hmm. clearly they were deeply psychologically damaged. I don't know how long it's been going on, <laughs> right. but they were trying to keep up an era of fun. There were goats and alpacas and whatnot, but... Uh, obviously a lot was going on under yeah. the surface. You were talking about the ride back though. Oh yeah. A guy like zoomed through like around me and through a light. And I was like, Oh, he's that guy's going to kill that other guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that's, I must be so bored to come up. Like con- my brain, like go- it instantly goes to like the worst possible. No, I'm, f- I don't know that I assume other people are trying to kill other people. But I assume that some sort of violence will break out on the road, and I hope it's not near me. Like, whenever a car... Like, violence is going to break out? No, like, if a car... Like, the type you're talking about, where someone's going to kill someone. Like, if a car zooms by or is driving erratically, I try... Maybe this isn't... This is um, uh, just me or everyone that's probably everyone. I just try to stay far away, because I'm like, I don't know what that person's up to. Gunshots might happen. Is this just me? (laughs) I think so. (laughs) I think I just said I do think that. That it's just me? No, but it's just us. I don't try us. to stay away. Like, I know also that I'm not right. So I don't oh, try yeah, to that's stay where, away that's from it. Where, where it's, where I know you and I just come up with directions. a tale in my mind mm-hmm. and that it's not actually going to happen. But immediately I think it. And then I'm like, no, that's not happening. They're that's just good driving that, around. That's wonderful that you have the no, that's not happening oh, voice in your head. Great. Yeah. Good. Something I, is good about me. <laughs> I need more of that. Um. So because we did... Podfest last week. I did not have a chance to tell everyone, uh, unless I did tell everyone and I am losing my mind, which is also possible. So this week, Allie Ward on the show, super fun. The week before, Ooh, Christina Sephora. <laughs> Christina Pajitsky, and we recorded it at her studio and she has video. So you can actually see a video of us doing the podcast if you go to youtube.com slash Allison Rosen. There's not a lot going on there. I have not updated it in a long time. But there is this video of Christina and me and then older videos. So check that out. Also, check out the fun Allie Ward episode. She Ooh, has ins- Sephora. inspired me to change the my note-taking apparatus. Because usually I just use a notebook, but she had this little mini binder mm. with tabs and whatnot. And I am going to get so... Or- I'm going to get so organized, you guys. It's going to change my life. Congratulations. Thank you. That sounds exciting. I feel get excited. Get more organized. <laughs> Anything could happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, you could probably stumble not- on like theories and solve all kinds of math equations. Oh, yeah. Maybe you'll be a late in life goodwill hunting. Oh, yeah. my God. Like, you didn't... I mean, it's more exciting, I guess, when it's a, a younger person. No offense. With a whole lifetime of yeah, solving math equations ahead of them. But there's no reason to say... That you can't be like right. The grandma Moses. <laughs> I tried to like think of someone actually... younger who was a late bloomer, but I could only think of Grandma Moses. And then and I periodic... thought you weren't going to like that, but I was too deep. Periodically, I will read lists of like people who Grandma Moses themselves. Right. Um, and what did she do? By Painting, the way? maybe. <laughs> I thought that I, seems I was just going along with it. She yeah. was Moses' grandma. Was oh. Like 5,000 years ago or something, right? And no, his, so that would mean his name was Moses Moses? <laughs> yeah, it was Moses Moses. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I will read lists of people who like, they didn't have success till they were 40 or till they were 50. Um, but now I forget all of all of them. 
I think Samuel L. Jackson made it big in his 40s. Yeah, that's could, that. that could be right. Sure. I'll just I go with it. Yeah. All right. I like the idea of you winning some sort of Nobel Prize late in life and them asking, why, why didn't you get involved sooner? Like, in mathematics. Yeah. She's a real, <laughs> yeah, she was a real natural, it turns yeah. out. Turns out I just didn't have Maybe the right finder. Maybe you just finder. never saw like a really hard math problem before. Yeah. Like we could all be Goodwill Huntings. We've just never walked by a blackboard with a hard math problem on it. It yeah. is. Well, it's all easy math. But you weren't confident enough to, to blurt it out. Yeah, that's true. It's all opportunity. To be, like when a cat sees a bird or something and they just immediately, like something in them is triggered. That's what I want to see yeah. and then that's my math problem. Right. Yeah, maybe it's one very specific math problem that <laughs> yeah. you were meant to solve. Maybe we each have one. Oh, I hope but so. But the chances of walking, I mean, when did you see a blackboard last? Very rarely. Very people rarely. Just Do don't they even have, have them anymore? Yeah. What they don't have are people that just put equations up and move on with their day. <laughs> that's what you really like need. as a challenge. Yeah, yeah. We what? should be doing that more for each other. Yeah, I mean, there's open glass space, storefront windows. We could just dry erase marker, crank some uh, equations on yeah. there. But I really don't think there are blackboards anymore. I feel like everyone has moved towards dry erase. I mean, look at me. I get one mini binder, and now I'm now I know everything about office <laughs> supplies. But I really think it's moved towards dry erase boards. Well, a lot of restaurants and oh, uh, brew yeah. pubs, yes. places and, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Pottery Barn likely sells, but one more as a home. deliberate move, like a retro kind of. Look thing. how Anything cute kind we of, are, yeah. kind of even remotely artisanal. Oh yeah, if it's artisanal, it goes on a fucking. Blackboard. There's some chalk. Yep. <laughs> and I feel there's that, there's like chalkboard paint you can get for your kitchen that I see in yes. catalogs and things. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Now here's a question. You know when you go in and you see the chalkboard and there mm. is like a really intricately drawn something rather on it. And then mm. the menu items next to it. Is there a person that mm. gets hired to go all around town and do really cool chalk moves? I think so. That I think seems. there are guys and, and girls. Girls mm-hmm. can be anything. That's true. Including uh, chalk artists. Well, they can be latte artists. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I'll, I'll go with yes. <laughs> so wait, but every night do they just erase around Around it, the yeah. I think piece so. of art that's on the. What if you act? What if you sneeze? Oh, what damn you, it, Johnny! That's forty five dollars. We gotta come up with again. <laughs> Why don't you next you time you're at a Starbucks and you see a really nice one, ask to meet the artist? I think I shall because I never do. I just assume. Uh, one time I did ask, and they yeah. said, "Oh, um, one of our waitresses just is good at that and did oh. it." And that was my only research on the subject. And then you'll, and then she'll be so happy that someone noticed her her work, and she'll come over, and then it'll be really <laughs> awkward because that's literally all you had to say to her. Was, yeah, yeah, she'll think nice. that she's getting discovered for chalk art, like a goodwill hunting, <laughs> a lady chalk then, artist. <laughs> yeah, you could I have, happen to be a lady chalk artist agent. <laughs> yeah, you can have business cards made up. Happened like, to come in here today, <laughs> and here you are, chalkboard artist agent. <laughs> Do here. you have representation currently? <laughs> <laughs> My commission is low. I know every. I you know you know the Starbucks at Universal City. <laughs> yeah, I got that person that job. <laughs> I'm with ICM International Chalk Management. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, so I need to p- to pay lots of compliments towards Wendy because what? Daniel and I went to the uh, comedy show and benefit, benefit that I talked about on this show, which was called Beef Relief, and it was put on by Bob's Burgers, and it was to benefit the International Rescue Committee. Right. Yes. And it had all sorts of huge names, like Kristen Schaal, Nicole Byer, Will Forte, Zach Galifianakis, Andy Kindler, 
Who are, John Lovett. Uh, no, I'm gonna have to remember John Lovett, Ron Funches, Laura Dan Silverman, Mintz, and Laura Silverman. That's everybody because it was nine. Because I kept having to type emails mm-hmm. that included all those names, and so like I'm like it's nine. There were nine people there. It was yeah. a it was a hilarious show. Had the best time because I don't go out and do stuff like that that much now that I have a baby. No, me um, neither. And Never. but it was <laughs> I had the best time, but. I knew you were involved. I knew Wendy was involved in it. But what I didn't realize until oh, and then also Lauren, the creator, of, yeah, 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 creator of the show, spoke as well. What always. I did not realize until I heard Lauren say this, and I heard Kristen Shaw, who hosted, say this. It the whole thing was Wendy's idea. Mm. Well, I, but the International Rescue Committee is not my you idea. You invented you know I mean? like, the International Rescue no, Committee. I what I, what happened was I heard. Um, <laughs> Tommy Vitor on Pod Save the World, which like I listen to those podcasts pretty much nonstop because they soothe me. Like just to hear someone speaking rationally about politics mm-hmm. is so sort of something. But originally, the one that I heard that where I thought we should do something for the IRC was talking about um, what were they talking about at the time? Oh, right, the the famine in Yemen. This is like seventeen crises ago, so it's hard <laughs> to like keep track. So our benefit, uh, half the money went to the, to, for famine relief in Yemen and half went to resettle refugees in Los Angeles. Cause through doing this, I got in touch with, um, this guy, Martin, who runs the local chapter. So there's an LA chapter in addition to an international chapter. And this organization has been around since like the thirties or the forties. And they go into the worst. They're like in Myanmar. Myanmar. Now they're in Myanmar, yeah. right. With the Rohingya mm-hmm, crisis. Mm-hmm. So I just heard that and I was like, well, we could try like, cause we have Bob's burgers and we have people who may, who are associated with the show may, volunteer to do something and what i thought was cool was literally i mean i thought like oh it'll be hard to find these are all really busy comics i sent like one email to each of them just saying like hey could you do this night i mean it started with kristen Shaw and dan Mintz from our show and then um i think it was the first seven people that i emailed i didn't know who to email i was like i'll email people either i sort of know and feel a little comfortable with or someone else on the show knows well enough to ask them mm-hmm. so because we have a huge list of people who've been on the show so it wasn't like picking and choosing like these are the only people we'd want. It was sort of like, well, who do I feel any connection to that I don't feel sheepish emailing? And literally everyone just said yes. And it, so it's like even those things are so fucked up right now and like horrible. It was so nice that people were really busy. We we're like, sure. Yeah. I mean, without even like right. being like, and can I get this or could I do that? You know, it was like it was just like, sure. That'd be like, can you do like 10 minutes? And it was like, yeah. And I, even like. Things like I was like, do you need us to get you a car or anything? I was like, no, I'll just drive. Like it was just nice to see everyone kind of get in the spirit of like, if there's a volunteer opportunity to be had, and then everybody paid to come to the show. It wasn't a cheap ticket. Like it's kind of nice to see that people are trying right yeah. now, really trying. Even some people didn't even truly know what the cause was, but they were like, sure, a, a cause. I will give now. You know, it's like it did. People want to like- do anything to help right now, which is which abates a little bit of feeling sad about the way things are going. Tommy Vitor was there, right? Yeah, he's John Lovett brought him out yeah. on stage. And those are the guys that really know anything about anything. So when he was talking specifically about the Rohingya crisis, you, the, I, you could tell a lot of people in oh, the Tommy audience. Tommy talked me and, about it. Yeah, yeah, me, did, yeah, me included were like, oh, this is so much wor- worse than I realized. It's terrible. Um, yeah. But any, but back to the Wendy part of it all. Oh, so no. just at the very top of the show to hear Kristen Shaw be like, if it weren't for you know Wendy Molyneux then we wouldn't all be up here doing this da, da, da. and then I in my head sitting in the dark watching this and a lot and and hearing your name you know a, a few different times from different people and then sitting in the audience 
flashback to college and watching you and without a box, the improv troupe. And I was just, it was just so cool to like see, look, look where you are now. Oh, and I was just well, so proud to be your friend. I am human garbage, but I'm glad <laughs> no. that I went well and that we raised some money for that cause. But I do think like that was, it is kind of interesting to be like, oh, you could just like, cause I'm on like an, another like message group with people after the election or whatever. And a lot of people have started, like there's this woman, Miri, who started an organization called Miri's List that like she just, I think pretty much just straight up decided to start collecting things for refugees who were coming here. And I don't think she necessarily, I, I don't know her very well, so I may be getting her story totally wrong. So I hope you'll pardon me, but I think she just kind of decided to start doing this. I don't know if she had any experience with it. And now she puts out like a call of like this family of nine is coming. Does anyone have two cribs, a stroller, a bike? And, and people just like give that shit. So I think it's like, it's maybe a good thing to know, like people can just start some shit out of nothing right, right now. And people actually really are eager to get involved. So it's there, kind of cool to know. There's a lot of people doing so much work. And, and like just the other day, I mean, I don't want to brag, but I, I like retweeted like three different things <laughs> that were pro, you know, one good was pro, re- yeah, well, like one was pro refugee. One was like marginally pro women. <laughs> <laughs> one, one was, was kind anti-women of anti-women but funny and then i told the president to fuck off yep yep so i'm doing my part but not a bad think, day you know them one day uh, yeah, and then i slept but don't you think that kind of like you actually do i mean people do need to be loud about things so i think it's like yeah you should maybe do something else too but like if you're if you're at work and you have to be at work like if you do retweet something that somebody else reads and then they do something i mean i'm not saying that's all you should do but there's nothing wrong with also getting out there on social media and yeah. talking yes. about yeah. shit that's not bad right i yes i agree with that at the same time sometimes i feel like well but the people who agree with me already agree with me and those who don't w- won't True. Well, so what is the point true. of this retweet but i still sometimes like some this is not the right thing to admit sometimes i intentionally retweet as just a fuck you to people who disagree like this is gonna needle you fuck you uh, i really? try to <laughs> i try to retweet things that i think uh will further a person's like if they were to read it it like i'll retweet it if i found it interesting or i learned something from it oh yeah i do that too. so it's like if i learn something from it then someone else out there who's as dumb as me will learn something from it. But I guess what I think is probably anyone who disagrees with me has stopped following me and paying, paying attention to me by this point. So um, is it, I'm just sort of preaching to the choir, but you know. and also people are so far. Like, there's nothing anyone could tweet about the Charlottesville Nazi rally to convince (laughs) you that you were actually on the side of the Charlottesville Nazis. It's like, (laughs) if the sides are that far apart, like you're probably not going to get them either. I guess maybe there's some people somewhere in the middle. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, the mindset of that person. Like, I follow everybody, and every day I'm just kind of (laughs) teetering. I'm teetering between being an actual Nazi. Or like getting there, a social work degree. Although, <laughs> like, my, those are my two. I swing. I swing. There were there were tweets though I saw after the the that whole incident where someone was like, if you just keep calling everyone on the right Nazis, it just makes me want to be a Nazi. And and it's like, <laughs> really? Like <Right. laughs> like well, stop calling people Nazis, be, or else I'll want to also but kill Jews. Like I don't understand. That's. <laughs> That's a tactic because I see that right. a lot. If someone points out what they think is 
whatever word you want, evil behavior, whatever word you want to apply to it, then someone will, in the comments invariably will be like, what are you doing to bring people together? Why, you know, yeah. we need to focus on unity instead of being divisive. It's like, that's just a talking point. I, I, this is, I go back and forth on, on an aspect of this, which is I think the, and I'm guilty of this too, we can be kind of, we can come off as sanctimonious, like, sure. like because everything is an outrage and everything is morally black and white on a lot of this stuff for us, I think for everybody, no matter what side you're on, that it can, you can, the tactics of trying to convince another person can be lost. And then I, then I flip over to the other side of like, but even if I were to approach things like, I'll just take people in my life. I know who voted for Trump. If I were to go to them and try to rat, I don't think I could change their mind even then. So I don't know. So then I go, fuck it. And then I'm just sanctimonious again. You know what I didn't (laughs) I don't don't know what, I don't know how to get through. I don't know how to, uh, you know. You know what I didn't realize until I did some reading on the internet? All the stuff that. (laughs) Internet, you say. (laughs) What is the website for that? (laughs) It was, um. It was uh, it was Lycos. Oh, it was Alta Vista. Oh, you Alta Vista yeah, it? I, it? Yeah, did, I did. Um, all this stuff that we point to is like, look how awful everything is becoming. There are people who look at all of that and be like, he's mogging so hard right now. Yeah, like to yeah. them, this is part of the transition to getting to whatever great America is. It's like, right. and you also for some people, it's end times. And they yeah. and they want end times. Well, but, so, yeah. like, there really is such a humongous dog, dog, dogmatic and ideological divide. I don't actually know how to reach across. Well, it. yeah, because I think that there's right. a you know when you talk about the anger and everything, it's like they there are a lot of people who just feel like everything's broken. So he's a grenade that's going to blow everything up, and then we can rebuild it. You know the way I guess they feel like it should be rebuilt, and so everything that is outraged. That, that outrages the left is like good because it's tearing it apart. You, you're you mad because everything's falling apart, but that's what we wanted. And um, y- it's kind of hard to have a rational like, well, okay, you want to burn it down and I don't, you know? Right. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard so, to but I just want to say, look how gorgeous my wife is tonight. She has a cute blouse and she's she looks really great. <laughs> What's, what's going on here? I don't know. What's happening? What are we transitioning into? I was transitioning into some. It actually no. is, but I th- I don't think he some knew that. Stuff? Some what? Some kissing stuff. No, are you guys no, no, gonna no. do some kissing stuff? <laughs> That's a fun <laughs> segment. Kissing yeah. stuff. Kissing I stuff. I, I was just thinking it, and I thought I I spent a lot of time uh, making me feel bad. Yeah, making jokes. To, you know, on the other side of things that I would balance it out. That's very sweet. Thank you. <laughs> and that concludes kissy stuff. <laughs> well, now I feel awkward. I'll never do that again. No, but it was actually, it was a perfect segue. You didn't realize it was a perfect segue. Mm, but this go. top that I'm wearing is from Latote, who I was just about to talk about. And Latote may sound familiar to you. You may have heard about their uh, clothing rental subscription service before, but they have a new service with personal stylist picked pieces that are brand new, and it's called Latote Select. You guys have probably had that experience where you buy a piece and you love it, but it's cheaply made and you get tons of compliments and you feel confident. And then after a few wears, it starts to fall apart or you go to the mall looking for something nice and you find yourself like among all this stuff that you like, but you pay a lot more than you budget for. It's just, it's hard to get stuff that you're going to really like for prices affordable. That is where Latote comes in. This shirt I'm wearing right now costs $1 million. 
What? I don't know. I don't know if it was. I buy it. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice to have a simple friend. I, I appreciate. I appreciate that support. Actually, I I, I just truly believe it. I'm looking at this shirt. I appraise many items of clothing. And, uh, oh, right, that's your business. Yeah. Not? Aside from you know managing a number of chalk artists. Yeah. I, uh, you also appraise clothing while it's on wear. While it's on people. Yeah. It was painless. Your appraising of this shirt was painless. Have you had other appraisals that were painful? <laughs> Yes, I have. That probably wasn't an actual appraiser. The tote also is super convenient. Better quality and brand name fashion for less than some other fashion boxes. And you don't have to compromise on fashion. High quality doesn't have to come at a premium price. A one-time box of stylist selected fashion handpicked for you and conveniently delivered right to your door. Order your box for a $20 styling fee. They'll apply that fee to anything you decide to buy in the box. And also when you sign up, I think my, I've mentioned before, I love taking quizzes like this. Um, you just, they show a bunch of different outfits and, and, oh, by the way, the ring I'm wearing. I just yelled that. The ring I'm wearing. Look, I'm, oh. I'm showing my hand off. Do you want to appraise this ring? <clears throat> I have that at, uh, $700,000. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> they send accessories too. So they show you a bunch of different pictures and like, which is the one that appeals most to you. And then they, create a box for you and then you can replace different items if you and then the more you do it the better they get at predicting what you'll like it's pretty amazing go to latote.com that's l-e-t-o-t-e dot com slash select start enter promo code rosen at checkout will give you an additional 25 dollar purchase credit for your first box once you sign up you'll receive your stylist selected box within days order a box whenever you like keep the items you love return the rest unworn You'll only be charged for the pieces you keep. It's that easy. Enter your code ROSEN at latote.com slash select and feel fabulous with stylist selected fashion delivered right to your door. What I like about a Latote ad read is um, imagining it in sort of a Twin Peaks kind of way, mm. with playing it backwards where it would sound like, total. Total. That's fun. Total. Yeah. Daniel loves backward talk. But Tote's a good one. It is a good one. I did an intro for my podcast. It was all in in backward talk. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Gramblin nap chip. Yeah. <laughs> so did you, you you'd try to say it backwards and then play it back so forwards? I would figure out what the like sentence was. And mm-hmm. then you have to take each word apart phonetically and kind of... And try re- to say it backwards. You, yeah. And then you go... Well, I've and done then you try to. It's really hard. I used to do it at NBC with my friend Matt Jacoby and my husband. Just for fun? Just for fun. Mm-hmm. And we still say the phrases to each other that came back out what the best they? way. The one that we say all the time still is... I know someone he has sweaty feet. <laughs> That's how it sounded when it got played back. And we'll still, when we see each other, I don't see Matt that much because we have a billion children and we're always at home. I'll just be like, hey, Matt, I know someone who has sweaty feet. <laughs> I can't remember the other one. I'll try to text Jeff to remember. It was, I think there was a Santa one that I really liked. <laughs> but I'm going to have to text him to try to remember because it was years ago. But yes, it's great. It's, it's great. It's tricky. There's so many. Stupid. There's so many sounds that you would that you don't realize have a weird structure. So, you, like a T, you think you could just do a T, but a T has a a tail. So you have yeah. to, yeah. And yeah. And there are things you have to you have to figure out, how, or else it'll sound you won't you won't get that that sound that T right. sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So big news. 
Wendy is going to our fertility doctor. It's true. Oh. Not to get pregnant with you guys. Although, you know what? Whatever happens, happens. You, if you ask for the Elliot. Yeah. They you know. might. Yeah. yeah. You could be our third. They show you three different babies and you get one uh, of those babies. You guys yeah. just think you got a specific baby. <laughs> There's three babies they give out. You just put your keys in the Starbucks bowl and then what happens, happens. Yep. Any, I could get anybody's baby. And you have started taking a something and you mm-hmm. are concerned that it would make you feel crazy, but you don't feel crazy. I didn't feel crazy, but I'm glad that I thought I would. Like, I feel like if you go into something thinking it's going to be the worst possible experience, then it's like so delightful when it's not. Yes. <laughs> so was there a I moment was... where you were like, oh, I'm fine. And just... No, I did because I have like, I have anxiety so I can easily convince myself something is terribly, terribly wrong. <laughs> so the first night I took it, it was like, I felt like, I mean, Clomid my for people who are is called Clomid. Who, yeah. And it's very common and most people tolerate it very well. But I took it and then I immediately, it was as if like I had taken mushrooms. Like that's how <laughs> heightened all my sensory perceptions got. I, like, I feel like people, I have the experience when anything happens to me that most people want from like mushrooms or LSD, uh-huh. which is like suddenly like everything's too hot, too bright sounds are louder like i'm freaking out and then like 15 minutes into it i'm like oh nothing's happening <laughs> like it's all my own and something is happening which is the adrenaline in my body yes. is going fucking nuts but that's not an actual side effect that's just a crazy person <laughs> so yeah it's been fine i did i turned bright red one day but that was it yeah i think it's it, like a fun like violet beauregard kind of experience cool. yeah it was fine have you it's been fine. tired or, or cold or anything i'm always tired i'm always angry <laughs> so i don't know it's fine it's good fine. yeah well so far so good we'll see what good. happens yeah yeah keep us posted i will um i'll put a camera in my womb or something and then run a cam. I'd love that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, at I least mean, I know I'm going to have one viewer. That's all I need. <laughs> you certainly will. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and it's I'll like comment. the baby eagles. <laughs> Weren't there like baby yes. eagles or yeah. baby? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, someone should do. I'm surprised no one has live. Yeah, that no one has live streamed their womb. What if I put some baby eagles up there? A <laughs> couple of birds in the snatch. I, That's going to be. I would. Big time viewership. I would definitely. That's a real two in the bush sort of yeah, scenario. Yeah, it is two in the bush. It's literally <laughs> two birds in the bush. Uh, okay, so I found this book in the bathroom. It's Daniel's book. <laughs> it was on, on the pile of magazines. Mm. But next to it, there's some sort of... Is there an organizational it, system to all the reading material in the bathroom? Just things pile up. It's sort of like... Uh, you know, the Grand Canyon, it's just the eons. You're strata. Every, uh, represented by each. Yeah. So you can go back all the way. There's you like can a, go back in time. A preschool workbook. Absolutely. There, your whole I have life. old farmer's almanacs go down there. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And is it all just a collection of eight or ten pages of each book you read, or did you plow through all of them? <laughs> no, it's just magazines. But this book, somehow, I think I brought it in there once, and then it got quickly buried by, you know, other magazines and then i forgot that it was in there and then yeah and then someone, i found sorry. someone went i think my mom when she's here she like is discovering all these new magazines so she <laughs> if i'll find things all rearranged now what are case, jugs it, daniel yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh what is a hot butt <laughs> that's right. is that a real magazine hot, hot butt? butt wouldn't that be great hot i want it to be singular just hot and, butt uh, <laughs> hot butt sounds like there's what one per month <laughs> it butt. actually only comes out four times a year just to build up i like, I like, like anticipation title. that's like what a you know nine-year-old might think of a porn like it's hot butt <laughs> <laughs> whoa 
oh cool but <laughs> oh my god well this offers me the perfect si- segue speaking of hot butts i want to tell you guys about tommy john look mm. over that's the years a segue Allison. now that's Thanks. a segue that's <laughs> fucking segue <laughs> talking segues <laughs> over the years we upgrade so many things Hot cars segue. phones tvs when was the last time you upgraded your underwear your underwear i want to tell you about tommy john not the surgery the revolutionary men's underwear brand that's redefined comfort for guys everywhere um mm-hmm. each pair is crafted from ultra lightweight fabric for maximum breathability the legs never ride up the waistband never rolls down uh the guy who created it was just super frustrated with men's undershirts and he felt like they were best suited the way it was explained to me best suited to fit a ups box like they're not they're not cut for a human being they're just cut for a box so he uh created one for himself that would fit right and, and super that, comfortable yes and then he started creating them for his friends and then he started just creating them for everyone and then hence mm-hmm. and his name is john thomas no it's actually his first name is thomas and john is his middle name so it's uh, just convenient that it also his last name is underwear <laughs> yes <laughs> Exactly. Cover up that hot Very great. So Tommy John underwear has a horizontal fly, which yeah. perplexed me because I guess I just don't understand how, yeah. how flies, flies and work. That's what I don't understand. So I was asking Daniel and he mm-hmm. explained it. The uh, First of all, yeah, I got some of this underwear and undershirt and they're great. The, the fly, normally with men's underwear, the fly's like sideways. And the idea is if you're wearing slacks or, you Sideways. know, you have your, yeah, like, or, or yeah. like vertical, right? vertical. Yeah. I've seen a pair of the, men's underwear, guys. Yeah, come on. Come on, people. <laughs> I totally knew. Um, and so, like, if you're, you know, at work or whatever and you don't want to take your, you know, the belt buckle and stuff off and then un- have your shirt untucked, you just go through the zipper but to pee. But it's sort of a pain. The 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 way they do this is it's horizontal and it's like, so much easier, and it doesn't feel like you're you're still snug in there. It's good. I like that because, and I feel a little vulnerable admitting this, but my reproductive organ uh, originates just a shade to the side, closer to one of my hips, and I like to swing it out like a gate. <laughs> and these mm-hmm. sound perfect for a gentleman such as yeah. myself. I think they were almost designed for you. Yeah, I right, left or right. You're uh, left or oh, right. A gentleman reveals stage nothing. Left or stage right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, even their socks are engineered to stay up all day. And all Tommy John underwear is backed by the best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. The, the sock thing is a pain when you're trying to sleep and it's like still up <laughs> and it's like, hey, well, uh, what am I supposed to do? I'm like, go watch TV or something. <laughs> Good sock material. <laughs> Well, don't just stare at me. <laughs> what was the origin of this? I've, I missed a step in there. The socks are engineered stay to stay up. up all day. Oh, yeah, stay up all night too. Damn it! Curse me in my slow-witted brain. I Tommy didn't John, no adjustment needed. Hurry to TommyJohn.com/slash/bestfriend to experience life-changing comfort and get twenty percent off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com/slash/bestfriend for twenty percent off. TommyJohn.com/slash/bestfriend. It is now the time in the show where all of me is like move on to your western words quiz and the other stuff you're going to get to because if you do it and you move on right now time scheduling wise everything will be on target however every instinct in me is saying move on but i'm not going to but that's exactly right but first i gotta bring us all down by sharing i had a pretty 
felt significant epiphany today after I saw my psychiatrist, Uh-oh. not the courtyard therapist. There's now no. there's a whole team of people. Oh, Wendy, my therapist, oh. works in a courtyard building, and okay. I, I've been I've been going the long way because I didn't understand the layout of the courtyard, and okay. I have been having trouble finding the elevator. But I've mastered that. But the psychiatrist is in a very easy to get to. Nope. <laughs> also, I thought because it seems to take like five laps around to get to his door, and I'm like, clearly, I'm going the long way. So I. Thought that it was just must be across the elevator, and I'm unaware of that. But today I got out of the elevator, like I'm definitely just going to go right across the hall. But instead, that wasn't his office, and I went all around, and then I got a call because I was late, and they were wondering if I had forgotten about the appointment or if I was on the way. And it's like, oh no, I'm here. I'm just, I'm just somewhere in the the uh, perimeter of the building. But that wasn't the epiphany. So anyway, this is the psychiatrist that gave... I get a ton out of talking to him, but sometimes he speaks in riddles a little bit. Uh, and I was talking about my... Like, tr- trying to free myself of this need for external validation. Um, and he was saying something about... He was like, you know, in, in the olden days, do you know what people thought ep- epilepsy was? And it's like, I, I don't need a quiz right now. <laughs> this would make the same impact if I didn't have to give. And I'm like, spirits? Like, yes. But imagine if you said to those people, um, it's not spirits. It's a, an electrical disturbance in your body. And there's a pill for that. What would they say to you? The spirits? What would the, <laughs> I, the, the, the Greek people, I think, oh. back in, the, in ye olden times. And I said, What? And I meant that they would say, what? But I also kind of meant, what? <laughs> and he's right. like, exactly. Because first I thought maybe they would just say, thank you. But I knew that wasn't the right answer. Um, and he's like, it, you, you can't get them to replace their belief about epilepsy. You have to get them to, like, they can't re- change their, they can't change their belief. They have to just let go of a belief or something all about, like, Did- it's not about... It's not about changing your belief, parentheses, about yourself and your own worth. It's about just letting go of the crazy belief that doesn't uh, help you. And it's like, it's not, it's not about what you are. It's about what you are not. And I was so spun around by the end. <laughs> <laughs> Did he do his residency in ancient Greece? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, do you have epilepsy? I, there's a pill for it, okay. I guess, and it gives you spirits. <laughs> Maybe he was trying to tell you you have epilepsy. There was also was a part where he's about. like, this goes back to why we used to say God bless you. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> this is so... Is he I'm, trying out for a PBS special, you know? <laughs> so wait, what was the epiphany? Yeah. So anyway, I left there mostly just feeling bad that I'd been late. That was the, the main thought I had. Um, and then I got in the car and all of a sudden, just all of a sudden, I was like, wait a minute. I think I know why I spend so much time with this voracious career ambition that I've talked about like frequently on the show. This like, I need to achieve more. I need to do more. I need other people to recognize that I have accomplished this. And it's not this came up when when David was like, is it that you don't have time to write this or that? And it's like, oh, no, it's not even about writing or creating anything. It's just about having articles that recognize that I exist. <laughs> um, which, by the way, an, an article came out that had me, Mark, a picture of me, Mark Maron, and John Lovett in it. And that 
uh, fed my ego for days. But anyway, that ties into the epiphany. It was like all of this. It's that I'm, I am using achievement as a drug. What I'm doing with wanting to achieve something is the way that I used to it's taking up, and by the way, I'm saying this in case it helps anyone at home. This is like a show busy kind of thing, but I think it also applies to everyone who has that like voracious sort of, I need this and then I'll feel okay kind of thing. This is how I used to respond to men. Men were like a drug to me. Male attention mm. was like a drug. Wendy knew me back in those mm-hmm. days. How crazy was I? You weren't crazy. I think I was kind of similar. So we it were that seem way. crazy to me. Like, it, it definitely, and I think it's a, it's a common thing. I mean, I don't think it's like 50% of people feel that way, but I think, you know, that's kind of like the message of the culture is like this, you know, like sort of puts sort of like unrequited love up on the pedestal sort of, of like you should feel dramatic about love. And so that's how I used to be. I used to be involved in very <laughs> dramatic situations. Yeah. that I think they did. They took up like 60% of my brain. I used I to- I could have been using on other things. So it's unsurprising that something else would want to go in that place. Well, it was, it was like I would get a crush on a guy and – it was like a full-time job. It was like that, hypnotic. Yes. It was an escape from mm-hmm. my life. Um, it took me away from dealing with shit in my life that I didn't want to think about. And it all, it was like, it was like, it was magical. Like all of a sudden I felt like a different person and now I have purpose and meaning and all this stuff that a relationship is not supposed to, the, to do. You're, you need to, to find that meaning in your own life. And all of right. a sudden I realized, I'm looking for a quick fix. I'm looking for a Band-Aid. I'm like, there's stuff I'm clearly not addressing elsewhere. And I'm looking, and and because I'm happily married, I can't go get a crush on some guy. Right. So instead, it's like, I'm looking- you have a crush on your career. Yes, because I'm not, it's not that I want a different job. Like, everything's good. I mean, yes, of course- Everyone could always achieve more. Everyone could always make more money. Everyone could always have more recognition, all that stuff. But this is different. This is like a craving for an ego boost that will function like a drug in my life. Mm-hmm. And that, I feel like I'm, it's like so fresh in my head that I'm having trouble articulating it. But I feel, it felt like an epiphany of like, yeah. oh my God, I'm looking for an escape. And the thing is, it does work. Like when there was that article that had the picture of the three of us. It was about Podfest. When that came out, it it really did like give put me on a high for a little while. But I think the point of life is to not rely on those things, to feel okay. They're, they should be the icing on the cake, but it shouldn't be something you need because it's out of your control and it's undependable. Do you remember that um, anecdote I mentioned about like uh, the sense of smell when female mammals are pregnant? And I got I like your neuro or the, the neurons in your brain get replanted, et cetera. Uh, that was from this talk that the guy brought up the same thing about epilepsy. And mm-hmm. he was like, you know, we just, we are mapping out so much more about the brain now. We're getting to know it. And he was like, I think in, in, in the end, eventually we'll, we won't really have the notion of free will so much. Like you are made up. And we'll feel differently about people now, whether they are arsonists or much worse things. Like, why would someone do that? It's like, oh, well, their brain chemistry made them feel this way, which you know, people would say, well, if you look at it that way, like right now it's free will. So there you're going to prison. You did that out of free will. And he was like, if we look at it more like a car and we say, this car is not operating right. You wouldn't let it out on the road. You have to house it in the garage. And people say the contrast to that is like, well, now you're taking away their humanity. You're just making it seem like there's a collection of chemicals. Mm -hmm. And his response was, 
Well, that is better than saying it's spirits or demons or things like that. But my question, after your epiphany, is the thing you're dealing with seems like one of those intangible things that there is no, like you could still have your whole brain mapped out, but that aspect of it seems impossible to really pinpoint. Like you're always going to have that. Well, I think it's psychological. I think it's, I have regressed back to that thinking wherein I need something to happen externally to feel okay. And what I didn't realize is how much I am looking for a jolt. Mm-hmm. Like I'm looking, I'm looking for an escape. I'm looking for um, a, 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 a pellet reward. Did you always have it? Like, did you ever play a heads up seven up? In, yes. And when someone would touch your thumb and you'd be like, I'm one of the people they chose. Yeah, I think that's just a very human thing. Mm-hmm. I think you like yeah. the, the, mm-hmm. that someone knows you exist, that you're out there. Yes, I do too. And I think that in the in the field, the, give, we're all on a podcast, putting our voices out, you know, out into the ether. And it's not even the ether because we hear back from a ton of listeners. Um, so, like specifically as a podcaster, what I do is dependent on other people acknowledging that I'm sitting here doing it. Mm-hmm. However, I think the voraciousness and the like, I'm not okay unless I have this is, I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I'm having trouble really articulating it, but it felt like a big epiphany for me because what, it, what I realized is that feeling that I think I'm going to get if I get the whatever is something that I can cultivate in the life that I have right now with my baby and with Daniel and with my podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, sh- and I should be, it's a misplaced. I'm looking for something to make me feel a certain way when really it, I need to, I need to start with the man in the mirror. Just, just like Michael Jackson <laughs> do you, said. Do you think you could also be sort of addicted to the lows? Like, did you ever feel like when you were a kid that, like there was somebody in your life that like rejected you most of the time, but then when they would shine their spotlight on you would be like, wow. Not necessarily as a kid, but Mm -hmm. that was all, that was all of my relationships. Mm. I mean, it was always trying to win over the person who like the emotionally withholding person. So of course there is that framework in my childhood. Yeah. 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 I think because sometimes I think it's about like unaddicting yourself from, the lows and the highs and mm-hmm. just going in the middle. Exactly. Which is like, that's what I'm saying. This I realized is kind of an addiction. Middle, middle. all the time life. <laughs> no, I know. It's that's and that's not what I I mean, I don't I definitely don't I mean we're I think we're p- pretty different. Like if I saw my face in a magazine, my first feeling from the back of my brain is fear. <laughs> like I don't like I just don't like the exposure terrifies me. So like I, I think sometimes I do even stuff like this, like I didn't used to be able to go do more like public speaking type things and stuff like that. So but I do identify with the rejective acceptance. Yeah. Like wave. Like mine was always interpersonal, like trying to get it from a person, like m- not career oriented for some reason, just because everybody has different neuroses. But I totally identify with the like, mm. oh, I'm trying to get this person to approve of me or whatever. It, it but even recently that- transferred. It was it wasn't <clears throat> always career. Like right. it's new that it's. I mean, I've always been been driven. But I feel right. like there's a healthy level of being driven. This is right. something else. This is like that escape, like a ma- yeah. yeah. This like is mania. an addiction to the ego boost. Well, right. Gross. 
Yeah, but I mean, it's that's it's. I mean, if you worked in like, I don't know, the insurance industry, <laughs> it would be like, oh, I need to land that big account. Like yeah. it's because it's entertainment that you might feel. I, ew about it yeah. or something like it's just sure. ego but it's it's like it can be I'm not sure know. that it is exact I mean you know better than I do but I'm not, not sure 100%. it is exactly what you're characterizing because in your field like you're at a point now in your advanced age where it's like <laughs> you know, it's like there's only math. so many years left to earn <laughs> you know and that in our in our industry is represented by you know fame or not fame but like audience you know that it's if you don't have an audience you're not making a living yeah and mm-hmm. so you think that could you could think that that's about ego but really that's just a measure of success i appreciate right. everyone's efforts to take this epiphany away from me no <laughs> i want you to thought. have your epiphany <laughs> but, but just not to feel you, too bad about yourself about can it. you think of a person that doesn't that gets their happiness from a place that doesn't have like a tangible connectivity to it. Like whether it's the sale of the insurance person or like for you to just rationally be like, Oh, I get it from this. Everyone gets it from somewhere. I think that's just understanding that like, Oh, mine are a part of it or a portion or a large part of it comes from over here. Yeah. But what I'm talking about is, is a happiness that comes like, I was thinking about a thing I want to, I'm being real vague, but a thing I want to do. And I was like, and I do want to do it, but I was like, I'm going to email my agent about that. And it was because I want, because like the excitement of the emails setting up a meeting and it's like, I want the excitement of like, I want that, that excitement more than the actual, but I do want that thing. But I think the (laughs) wanting the thing this is what I think. I think wanting the thing is healthy. I think wanting the excitement that I, the associated excitement that will be like, Oh, it's okay. You are doing okay in your life. Like that's the part that there's, there's just, it felt like an epiphany because I just feel like there's something off about, I recognize there's something off about my thinking about it. And, um, I, now I think I know what it is. Okay. But yeah, it is confusing because it's like, it's not cleanly either thing. Like, I think that you can be driven and you can, can be ambitious. You can want to achieve something and that can all be good. But there, but this thing where there's like, you need it to feel okay is that's especially when like, arguably you're, you are okay. And plus I have a baby and I have a, and I have a husband that I love and I have, et cetera. I shouldn't. I shouldn't feel like I'm. I. I need this. The drug of this thing. Hmm. Well, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. I declare that a good conclusion and a successful <laughs> I, epiphany. Yes, and I'm an was, epiphany <laughs> judge. That's my thing that I do. Oh, you appraise yeah. epiphanies. Yeah, David does um, clothing appraisal, and no, it's an epiphany judge. So my ruling is final. <laughs> oh, it's wow. not like the appraisal. Mm-hmm. You could probably get another appraisal, but once Don't an epiphany that. judge has decided, <laughs> Don't you take any work no. away from me. Listen, I'm, I'm the just forefront saying of that in this. That you should have a strong enough ego as a clothing appraiser at this point in I your do career. Not and I will not. I've Jesus, buried people it's always in this town. I thought we could get through one hour without this. No. But every time. Every time. (laughs) Every time I see you, you, no matter what I say, you spin it into a negative comment about your clothing appraisal business. (laughs) He also appraises (laughs) accessories. 
Oh yeah, does, yeah. That's true. does that take a back I mean, seat? that's a side business. I don't even put that on my business card. <laughs> I, it's just clothing. But yeah, I get. I mean, because I would just be inundated with accessories, and I do them. I hate to even say it into a microphone. Because people will be, they'll just come after me about it's it. Just word do you of have mouth. a hard time yeah. turning it off just when you're like out? Like, say you're at like Sizzler having a dinner. I can't and even someone begin. Someone walks by in a stunning outfit. There goes thirty three hundred dollars and eleven go. cents. Yeah, there you go. I so say it all you the can't time. turn it off. Not at all. I I think chiropractors just see skeletons walking around, and I see those same just skeletons with you know some ching 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 ching. You just the coin sounds. <laughs> As people walk by in their mm-hmm. cool outfits. Sometimes it's a little hologram type price tag above their head. Oh, okay. And sometimes I'll, I'll sh- do a little string attached to that tag <laughs> on each item. And then I'll guess if they're wearing undergarments. Oh. And, you know, that that's where you get a little, you can never tell for sure. but About you, the price. They call that the smudge. And that means you want to keep mm-hmm. that percentage. I've read that. Yeah. On your uh, And that's where my margins blog. are kind of the highest. My <laughs> smudge percentage is always within like one to two oh. industry standard is like 13 we know i mean we've okay. heard this so many times okay now. all right all right every time wanna... you're on the podcast <laughs> the smudge comes up and then we go through it again in the numbers <laughs> and it's like maybe you're falling a bit into what allison was talking about That's where true. your career yeah I'll digress. The be- probably probably the best clothing appraiser in probably i've known you this long and probably See, this is no matter well, what i don't I say, need the there's ego no room thing, for error for me it's it, statistically I'm evaluating it's a factual just because in the universe i don't know every clothing appraiser i know <laughs> i know you six, know los angeles know. and you've been in my home you see my mantle i know six or seven <laughs> dozen clothing appraisers i don't know all of them i don't know there could be a guy in this india such who's insult. going fucking nuts over there so my statues my awards mean met. nothing no I mean, they do. Sorry. They do. They mean a lot. And I, I'm super proud of you. Thank you. I've known you since childhood. And you've, you've always had this skill. Yes. It's my passion. <laughs> I remember my- when you appraised your grandmother's clothes on her deathbed, and it was so accurate. No one at the funeral cared for that, but everyone afterwards said, I bought that for her. And and you it were was exactly right. I her deathbed was at the funeral. <laughs> Next time they should, then your family like let the they person were, die they first. Were they were prepared. I was at the funeral. Wow. It was such an exquisite outfit she was wearing. I said, I "Don't change a thing." We'll build the coffin around her. They absolutely did. They embalmed her, they in, her in that gear alive. You know how hard that is to do. They didn't get a drop of embalming fluid on what I will, and I hate to admit this, forty two hundred dollar pants. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> wow. I'm just saying there could be a guy in India. <laughs> I may leave. There's no guy in India. Yeah, there is. There's some guy. One of my statues says international. 2011. No, 2011. No new guy it's since been six then. Six years since then. Don't you bring that up. Babies are born Don't you every bring minute. That up. <sighs> Throw that right in my face. I have to win it every year for you. <laughs> well, I just, it's been six years. That's all. How's the Metro? This regional Los Angeles, 2016, is that close enough for you? I have that Just one. one area of I the know. town. Just metro but it's a fashion Los district. So it wasn't even the valley. It's where all, I mean, this. <sighs> I'm sorry, Allison, you have your Western word book you wanted to talk about. <laughs> sorry about Which, that. Which, by the way, you started talking about the books, and then you never said why. I just oh. want to tell you. Now, the, you left, the listeners are probably... Still wondering what is the book in the toilet file? I wonder because <laughs> we started talking I, about it. It occurred to me that maybe I never said the name. 
Western <laughs> words, a dictionary of the old west so i have a quiz but there's there's stuff to get to before unfortunately okay. maybe, I, maybe another episode unfortunately what maybe maybe we'll do that another time oh no we are doing it tonight oh, okay. yeah <laughs> we're doing this it it's gonna be you. five I hours long. <laughs> i hope not i do have to get up early tomorrow um but we've got to do our word quiz and i need to talk to you guys about the following when was the last time you changed your home air filter? Did you know your home air filter can actually help keep your home cleaner? I'm talking about filtereasy.com. Uh, home air filter can keep dust levels down. There'll be less visible dust in your home. Americans spend 90% of their time indoors. I spend 110% of my time indoors, where concentrations of pollutants are two to five times higher than the typical outdoors. If you suffer from asthma or allergies, keeping the air in your home cleaner can make a huge difference. Uh, Filter Easy solves the number one problem with home air filters, which is forgetting to change them. The average homeowner changes their home air filter uh, one to two times a year. The minimum is four times a year. You won't ever forget to change the air filters in your home again. Filter Easy delivers your exact size home filter to your door when it's time to replace. Save 5 to 10% on home air conditioning costs by keeping your air conditioning and heating systems cleaner. Get started today. FilterEasy.com is offering all Allison Rosen is your new best friend listeners their first delivery of standard one-inch air filters for free with free shipping. Never forget to change your air filter again. Visit FilterEasy.com slash Rosen or enter the promo code Rosen on the homepage. Nice. All right. That's a career where you're just happy that the internet exists and no longer door-to-door sales. Oh, yeah. Because that's a rough Mm -hmm. game. Yeah. If you had to knock on doors, do you know your house has an air filter? It would just be door slammed in your face all day long. One summer when I was in Philadelphia, a salesman left a thing on my grandparents. I was staying with my grandparents and they left a thing saying like, free six pack of pepsi if you listen to our sales pitch for an air filter and i was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah like somehow yeah. Could, like talk my grandmother into allowing this guy to give us the pitch and um he was talking about how bad the air quality is he's like if you sat on this couch for a week you know and he was showing us pictures of all of the things in the air you know he's like you would get really sick um I would. I bet you a hundred dollars. You couldn't. He's like somehow, and I was like a hundred dollars is like a hundred thousand dollars to me. And, and I was Pepsi. Yeah, I was like deal. Like I'll do it. <laughs> I was, and my grandmother had to talk me, like pull me away from making this deal where I was. I was literally going to just stay on the couch for a whole week for a hundred dollars. I feel like I've done that for free. Like your face right in where these old people have been sitting all the time. It was, you know, they had a living room no one used. You know how oh, old people yeah, have yeah. rooms that yeah. you never use that are there for some formal occasion that never happens? Uh, maybe like f- when grandmothers are dying and you want to <laughs> have a funeral there. And um, so it was like a dusty old couch. And I think he was counting on no one ever taking him up on his bet. Right. I still believe I could have made it a week on that couch. Yeah, I do too. Easy. Yeah. I mean, I'd had to have like a paint bucket or something for waste yeah. but there's yeah. there's your solutions your grandparents would have loved that <laughs> they were not they were not why is your grandson here oh he's pooping and peeing in the living room because he bet a home filter salesman that he could stay on our couch for a week Who and he's right also outside. gonna get pepsi <laughs> also the guy's never coming back he's just shitting in our living room <laughs> for a week for a man who is never returning but i was gonna get a hundred dollars <laughs> never would have but I, I think that back. point i think wendy has a point he wouldn't have well, I can definitely up. start oh, see, to I'm... see it from their point of view now. Right. When you say it that way. 
finally you got out of your bubble. I, I guess I understand the enthusiasm with which they were pulling me away from the salesman. <laughs> right. But uh, I still maintain I would not have died. I agree. But it's weird that you thought that he would be so ever present that the moment you disappeared <laughs> to the bathroom, he'd burst through the door. I'm like, that's nope. <laughs> Well, I'm Daniel sure he, had honor. Has I'm, really, I'm sure I made was, a bet with that strange man, and damn it, I'm gonna honor it. I gave my bucket. <laughs> I'm sure he wasn't counting on a precocious nine year old taking him up on the offer, <laughs> because of course he hadn't thought it through. That's a week's worth of shit in that bucket. Give me my hundred dollars. I want to back up a second. He told you you would die. He, yeah, you get really <laughs> sick. You get really I'm sick and die. sitting on the couch for a week. If you stayed in this spot, because there was like a window above it, and I guess the dust comes through the, the screen or something. I'm not, not sure. not a good salesman. No. I know. I saw right through it. Yeah. Did you get that Pepsi? Oh, hell yeah. We got that Pepsi. <laughs> Did you drink two each? I didn't even you? really like Pepsi. Oh, really? I like Coke, Jeez. but it was free, and I'd do anything for a free something. <laughs> You guys, if you like what you're hearing, <laughs> iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go. Review, rate. Those are kind of the same. No, they're different. Subscribe. Subscribe. There's this little snappy thing that people always say, and I'm always just, it's just a, it's a handful of words, and I want you guys to do all of those words. And if you like what you're hearing, tell a friend as well. Okay, so Western words, a dictionary of the Old West. Why do you have this, Daniel? Did you already explain that? Doesn't everyone have this? Just nope. fun bathroom reading. In case I get caught in some uh, virtual simulation of the Old West, I'll know Well, now the there's Westworld, so that's possible. It's, it's possible. I'm prepared. At any minute, any one of us could get Westworlded. Exactly. Yeah. And, you, and, and you'll you feel stupid talking like a future person. Yeah, you might turn to those androids who know nope. everything. But really, why do you have this? I was writing something that uh, took place <laughs> at the turn of the last century, and I was just wanted something... Something that would help me out with some of the lingo. Can All right. Because so, it, it, it's easy to fall into cliche when you're writing about something that you haven't experienced. Mm-hmm. You tend to write the things that you've seen in TV and movies. Right. And I thought, I don't want to do that. I want to go back to the... Did you watch Deadwood? Fucking loved it. That's the best. So <laughs> it is the best. I chose... This is going to be a fun quiz where I will say the term and then you guys have to guess what it means and it's not multiple choice you just have to buzz in and by that i just mean make a sound into the microphone if you think you know and guess what it is uh and this covers a through h in case you're wondering wait the dictionary only covers a through h no my quiz oh okay (laughs) i only made it to h is all i'm saying so this could be a multiple part quiz now here's the thing I expect you guys to do well because David, before he appraised clothes, was a rancher. Got a lot of my tricks from Virginia City, places of the Old West. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You start, you move into, and then I lived in Texas, got to know rhinestones intricately, like very intimately. Yeah. There we go. Wendy, you grew up in Indiana. Yeah. It's got to give you a leg up cow. somehow. Yeah. yeah. Daniel, I'm you just own- the one cow? Yep. Each, everyone in my family had one, and then we would wander about the field together. <laughs> I'd love to see some old family photos. I have some. I'm show, I'll show them to you right now. Oh, those are, those are wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. That was my cow. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, this is your book. That probably gives you an advantage. And Jeff, 
I grew up <clears throat> just on the west side of the Delaware River, which is in the eastern part of the U.S., so I got that going for me. There you go. All right. Um, here we go. Here we go. Okay. All right. All right. Now, remember, you just, just say your name into the microphone if you want to guess. You okay. don't get ding. You just, you just get a point if you get it right. Okay. All right. What, what does air tights refer to? Air tights. Wendy, tights you were on a, you were the plane. <laughs> tights you were on a plane. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is not Wait. the correct answer. Okay. Anyone um, else? Air tights. David. Yes. They are um, leather leggings, not to be confused with shaps. A lot of people call them chaps, but they're actually pronounced shaps. And by nature, the shaps are all assless, whereas leggings have an ass. Air tights are a version of leggings that are so tight no farts will come out. <laughs> I'm sorry, that is incorrect, but I didn't yeah, know they were called chaps. Cool. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> chaps. If you went to a ranch and said, where are you going to keep your chaps? <whistles> out you go. <laughs> Anyone else? I really have no idea. They're canned goods. Oh. oh. Yeah. You didn't see that Your coming. can <laughs> in, the, in the leggings. Today sense. we can buy anything in cans from pie dough to potato strings, but the open range cowboy rarely saw any canned foods other than corn, tomatoes, peaches, and milk. Okay. You can buy pie dough in a can? Yeah, like those pill... Oh, wait. Yeah, I guess like those I Pillsbury so. cans where you pop them and... That's technically makes, a can. Yeah. You know, oh, so. pie dough. Whew, pie it was dough. like pie dough and everyone knew what it was and thought I was living on a different <laughs> planet. <laughs> you don't like delicious pie dough? Mmm. <laughs> so good. All right. Barkin at a knot. What does barkin at a knot mean? Uh, David. Yes. That's getting real drunk. I'm sorry. That's incorrect. Damn it. Oh, Wendy. Yes. It's when you see a knot <laughs> and you bark at it. I'm sorry. That is also incorrect. Well, I think it's correct. Because <laughs> well, technically, yeah. if you said, I'm barking at a knot, then you proceeded to fucking bark at a fucking knot. David. That- oh. Can I go again? <laughs> yeah, this, this game allows that. Wait, did you have one, Daniel? Yeah, but you go. Uh, I think it's when you have to go pee and you walk over to a tree <laughs> and then, you know, there are knots in the tree and then you're peeing there. I like that. These all sound right, but no, we have not gotten it yet. This is when you, you've uh, tied your shoes uh in a way that you can't get it untied, so you take a piece of a tree to wedge it open, and you mm. can't. Wendy. <laughs> yes. All right. We're on round two. Air tights. No, I'm sorry, Jeff. I think it's when you're constipated and you're cursing at it because <laughs> it won't come out. No, it. The correct answer is trying to accomplish the impossible. Bargain. I feel, I feel like I should get partial credit. I, mean, I think we all feel that way. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Also, you all my answer was one hundred percent. You all get partial credit. <laughs> all right, because those are words in an order that means barking at a knot. This is a verb. Okay, oh, I might have given it away. I, mean, I definitely did it away. Yeah, um, booger. What does booger mean David. in the old west? Yes. Well, it can be a number of things. Like mm-hmm. that really mm-hmm. boogered mm-hmm. you means like it confused the hell out of you, and then booger off means like get the hell out of here. Is that not and bugger then- off? Bugger off, booger off, say the the two. Both are correct. Yeah, thank you. Wait, well, I'll defer to my old West was, historian. What was the first one you said? Um, <laughs> I am, I'm present. I'm here. 
uh confusing like that is correct oh all right it took me a second because the what it says in this book here is booger to scare to confuse but my brain was just i was just thinking about to scare your and brain then I'm was like, boogered i was boogered and then i'm like oh wait no you said that that and cowboys still say that like she she got them all boogered (laughs) (laughs) one time this cow came in this pen she was so mean she had all these like goiters on her neck we had to lance it was disgusting and she would like be dripping all this pus and then she wouldn't leave the pen so you'd have to like get in her way and then she would charge at you and you'd have to jump onto the fence and be like whoa get y'all boogered Wait, you that really have, did this? Yeah. I thought Allison was making No, it. he really did. He oh. really was a rancher. Well, then I feel like I'm winning. Because <laughs> I got one right. 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 <laughs> Two right. <laughs> you got barking at a knot and, and air, airtight. airtight. And I would have gotten Booker right if I had an opportunity to answer. Okay. <laughs> the next one is Dally Your Tongue. Uh, David. Yes. Uh, well, actually, I'll, I know what this one is. I, oh, you do? But well, yeah, that, that is the game. That's All right. Game. Uh, so dally means to wrap your people. I, it's just a rope, but people say your lariat or lasso. That's, again, outside of the West, just your rope. Like, so if you rope something, you dally it around your horn. So to dally your tongue means to, like, tie it up, shut up, close your mouth. That is correct. Mm-hmm. You are. I would have said that <laughs> if I had an opportunity to answer um, I've stopped keeping score and I didn't, I never I'm, started. I'm ahead, four, I, I would have predicted David would clean up on this <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. Four to one, one <laughs> okay. Mm. And finally, what is a hairy dick? Wendy. Yes. The dick with a bunch of um, <laughs> like, like hair on it and around it and just like the whole area. I'm sorry. That is incorrect. <laughs> although it technically just based on language, it is, it is correct. Right. Just Much like, like barking at a knot. Yeah. Oh, barking at a knot. I have now yeah. correctly answered every single question that I've had the opportunity mm. to answer. There we go. Well, Wendy's the winner. Anyone yep. else want to, want to? even though we've already declared Wendy the winner. A hairy anyone dick. Hairy yeah. dick. Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> uh-huh. Nailed it. Nailed good. it. Now we have another winner. Uh, uh, I would guess dick. it's uh, either a tough guy or some like a rough drink. No, like everything in here is that, but this is not. <laughs> uh, Jeff, do you have a guess? I don't. It is an unbranded animal, especially a calf. Mm. Uh, you did, never heard of that one. Huh. So You know what they call them now? Slicks. That's an unbranded calf? Yeah, in some in some places. Why huh. do they get rough when you brand them? Well, they're well. I mean, they're just like they're smooth in the sense that nothing has. Uh, There's no scars. Yeah, nothing has changed it. So right. slicks. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff reading this book that was both amusing, and then I had to go. Don't my my thing that I say to myself all the time. Don't Google that. Don't Google that. Like <laughs> there was something in here. I I forget the name of it now, but you actually might know this. It's like a weaning board. Weaning board that they. <clears throat> It's to, to we like they attach it to a cow's nose, and it's a board that allows the cows to graze, but prevents them from nursing. I guess, which just seems so cruel. Yeah, geez, I've never heard. It's of that. used in it's weaning. Rough. Let me see if I can just real fast find it. You guys talk amongst yourselves. This will take one second. 
Oh, all right. Mm. Peas right. and carrots, peas and carrots. Uh-oh. <laughs> like that, like just a background. Yeah. Like, so someone says, talk amongst yourselves. Do you guys talk to yourself? Wow, that's a background. Do you guys think the Holocaust was real? Did you know that the peas and carrots, peas and carrots, they call that Walla? Yeah. Well, I didn't I didn't know it was called Walla. Walla is, yeah, any of the background stuff. And apparently it is hard to get into a Walla group. Oh, really? Yeah, that it pays well. Because they hang out together and, people, and they're very, very clicky. They are. You can never understand what they're saying. They're called loop groups and it's hard what? to get into a loop group. <laughs> we already have your vocal range accounted for. So I don't, we don't I need do, another I one I don't know you. the ins and outs. I know we have a loop group on Bob's and I know they do well on Bob's, but I have never seen the loop group. I don't know anything Do they all walk it. to the cars together? Like, know, do they do everything together? They're always a group. My friend turned me on to it because he was like, can you get me into the loop group? And I was like, I've never seen the loop group. I don't know about the loop group but that is it's a tough thing to crack into a loop group i once got in the way of like several loop groups coming down the street and it was terrifying yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. i do picture them all in like sort of matching sweatshirts and just like sort of looking around really paranoid that somebody's gonna bust into the loop group and just (laughs) yeah so i've still never seen a loop group daniel were you Mm. outside when it was loop group critical mass (laughs) Uh, yeah, it was just that time of year. The, the Santa Anas were blowing, and you know, the it was pilot season. Yeah, and you're on your left. Yeah, and all then, of a like, sudden, a fucking loop group. Comes yeah, it's through. like everyone's like, yeah. And I turned around, and it was just ten loop groups. Or like when you're driving in the loop groups in the loop group lane, and it's nerve wracking <laughs> because there's always like another loop group right behind them. Right, but they're this not together. Such but weird, like yeah. PTSD for me. I don't know if you guys knew that I was in a loop group for a long time. Really? And, Wait, is yeah. this real? No, totally real. And I got ostracized from it. It's we, real. It's the. It's it totally is, real. But what now happened? I can't tell if you're being real. But I know I can't are, either. This is a real thing. It is, yeah. and it's you don't change the the you know the the way the group operates. Like right. for years, we would go in and we'd ha- we'd describe them in like one, two, or three ways. Like let's do like lasagna today and everyone would come in and just kind of, we'd have these soft L's and A's. Sure. And then one day I was like, oh, we should mix in, like we should do like a, a pony. Like we should say like harder syllables and out I went. This yeah. is not true. No, I know for sure. I know. This has been true. a true story brought this to you by- true, Dan- but that is I how- would have believed it. You would? Yeah, I, I would have until you got to the soft L's and A's. <laughs> <laughs> I but I like, like the a loop idea group of thing. email going around. I like, the like idea. what sounds are we gonna do? <laughs> I like the idea of competitive loop groups, though. Like yeah. that they would be that like they they th- know the other loop groups and they know which is kind yeah, of the totally. best loop group. It's like a really boring pitch perfect. <clears throat> we're sort of yeah. We're known for we're known for our our soft like consonants or like they, a, they having really, a viewing party watching like Cheers. I'm like look at these assholes ruining this episode. Yeah. They're the worst bar patrons. Yeah. Like I, they, I, they I hate do this. mild alarm very well, but that the loop group is very bad at like real alarm. That's right. <laughs> so they can't get on like an action movie. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I everyone loves that movie, but I can't stand it. The loop group was just so awful. Anyway, Blab our group was is- called Scoopers Loopers um, <laughs> by this guy. His name wasn't even Scoop; it was Scott. But everyone called him Scoop. Then Scoop. Anyway. Enough about me and my old loop group. <laughs> you did work on a ranch, but you weren't in a loop group. Right. Inaccurate. Mm. Blab. Aww. To clip on a calf's nose, a thin board, six by eight inches <clears throat> in size, at the center of one of the long edges. Uh, he can graze, but is assuredly weaned. Anyway, mm. it's a device for weaning, and it seems really sad. Very sad. So why did we cows. do that to Elliot? Oh, stop. If it's so it's mean, not, don't even why joke. did you... 
Don't it? even. Is Elliot grazing now? Is he off the <laughs> yes. boob and into a field? Mm-hmm. He's a slick. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Not, Brandon not yet. yet. No. Um, you guys, I need to... No, you know what? I'm going to do that next week. Okay. That was a, that was a tease for <laughs> next week. If it was going to be yell at me, you should do it this week. <laughs> <laughs> I so like check to it. yell. Double check. Does it say yell at Wendy? Because <laughs> next week won't work. No. No. You know what? I, no. Next week. Don't do it. Don't do it, honey. The anticipation is I know, just... Right? I know. What's mm, it? Maybe I... Oh, hell no. We have awesome t oh, By the way, at PodFest, a ton of people were wearing our new t-shirts. Everyone at PodFest, thank you for showing up. That was such a fun time. It yeah. was great to meet everybody. Very nice Everyone's humans. so nice and amazing. They had ears really, around their necks. Yes. That is was a, a reference to a Daniel story. That is a reference to which kind of blew my mind. They're, they're just the best. It's really great to see you all. So thanks for coming out. It was a great day. And I hope they decided on a group tattoo. They were, they were considering oh, Were they it, really right? doing that? It yeah, they were like talking it, about yeah. it. Oh, boy. I don't know that they really did it, but there was talk of getting an Alison Rosen's new best friend tattoo, which, as I said, I don't even, if I were to get a t- tattoo, I don't even know what I would get. And I am me, mm-hmm. so I would love to know what they would some, get. I have some ideas for you. You do? Yeah. Are these I, for on air or off? Um, Just like, just ideas. Yeah. Sure. yeah. If like, we're going to sure. spitball somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what about like, just like um, every, a big scene from Everybody Loves Raymond on your full back? <laughs> yeah. Like from That's... shoulders to top of butt, like from a classic episode of Everybody Loves sure. Raymond. I like, a, I like a, a not classic episode, like an in-between oh, like moment. an obscure, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> more obscure, unpopular episode. <laughs> right. sure. I like a floor plan to uh, an office building that has a courtyard. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh my God! Here. What if oh, it was like my break? Yeah. That's what you should do: is get your body tattooed with all of that building, <laughs> like in prison break, and then break in, and then use your tattoos to break out, yeah. like the guy did. Right? That, that was That's the what plan. He, did. he well, his brother was in, guys, so he got his full body tattooed with like the plans of the prison. And then he got convicted of a crime, a foolproof plan, because you always know which prison they're going to send you yeah. to, I think. Yeah. Oh, imagine it's like if they school sent it to the wrong you one. It's like, it. I fucking got the tattoo yeah. to the... Uh. Yeah, you red fin where you're going to do your crime, and it shows you which prison you'd go into. <laughs> or you get and like the then... 12 angry men jury room, and one guy flips it, and then you wind up walking away, and you're like, yeah, man, I just spent $20,000 on a <laughs> so tattoo. So many tattoos. Gotten... Everyone loves Raymond. Yeah. yeah. Anything exactly. to say for yourself, That'd be at man. least something to talk about in jail. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you break into the courtyard. <laughs> the guy committed the crime, broke in to get his brother out. So he was like a good man. And then his brother was innocent, too. And then I stopped watching. So I don't know what after that. <laughs> Jimmy uh, Simpson's in that, right? Who? Jimmy Simpson, who's in Westworld as well. Don't okay. They, don't they strip you naked so. before you get into prison, though? I mean, sure, I feel like they would see that. You would think they would see the floor plans of yeah. the prison. Mm, but what, but, would, but what would they do? What could they do? I think they were like hidden inside a pattern. Ooh. No, but, you know? but clever. Yeah. You I'm just, just saying. It didn't say like prison plans at the time. Yeah, top. with a red like line how to get out. No, it was like, d- yeah, different thing. I could be, this could all be completely wrong. But, but I'm this just is what I remember. saying, even yeah. if they saw that you had 
prison plans tattooed on your body, what could they do about it? Just keep send extra. you to a different prison where oh. your brother isn't. Lock the door. Other than those things, other than those things, what could they do? <laughs> <laughs> other than those two things, for real, what could they do? Um, we have an iTunes comment of the week. Just a positive one this week. I was reading the same negative one every week, but I just feel like I don't know how much fun. I don't know how oh, fun that is. Oh, what's the count at now? Three is three three weeks since a negative comment. I know. Yeah, that's it's, a pretty good work. Site. But it starts to become a challenge. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, but no one's rising to it. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> I'm sure someone will eventually. Look, you can't do better than than that negative one that I don't have in front of me that said I'm a Valley girl with local fry pastor prime and said that Daniel was going to Hemingway himself. I mean. It's pretty. Come rough. on, but anyway, we have somebody a pos- wrote that. My mom yes. wrote it. Oh, your mom. <laughs> She's honest. That's her thing. All right, who wants to read the positive one? Daniel. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments, and don't forget to click five stars. Worst sports podcast ever by Big DK. Allison invited me to be her new best friend, and I could use another one. So I subscribed to the podcast. Now my perfect best friend would be a big sports fan. So, wait, did I read that right? Now Now my perfect best friend would be... I'm here to help. There's a comma there. (laughs) Yeah, should be. Now my perfect best friend would be a big sports fan. As I expected to hear many... Jeff will edit this later so that it sounds flawless. So I expected to hear many discussions that would help my fantasy sports teams. Boy, was I wrong. No sports at all. Instead, all I got was great humor and heartwarming stories. Allison, Daniel, Jeff, and all the guests on the Thursday show do a great job of entertaining and enlightening me about everything but sports. I keep listening for all the fun and in desperate hope that someday sports debates will occur. Let's go, guys. Should I bench Andy Dalton this week? Yes. Pick up CJ Beathard, and you're going to be doing just great. You're welcome there to you the go. sports chat. Sports chat. Uh, Who I also think is going to be great this week is Al P. Nuts. <laughs> oh, I've been following his career, and <laughs> he's amazing. Alpine Nuts has not. I'm sorry. No, he's off the injured has reserve. Not, has not been Back good for from like the war. two seasons. Uh, he was pretty good last week uh, against the. Right. See, this is why we don't get into it, guys. Yeah. I had a dream two nights ago that I was writing <laughs> the word Dodgers in script <laughs> with a capital G instead of a D. And I showed it to Allison. I'm like, this doesn't look in right dream. in the dream. And she's like, it's right. It's Godgers. And I'm like, I, I guess it is right. But it's when you look at it, it doesn't look right. <laughs> I guess it is. That's I, some hot sports talk for you. Yeah, that's, <laughs> nice. that's good sports talk. That's really good. I'm a little embarrassed to admit this, but I, I can't remember what Al P. Nuts, uh, his full name is. Oh, <laughs> Al P. Nuts Nuts. <laughs> Is his full name? Is Al it P. Albert? Or you can like, see why he shortened it. Oh yeah, it's Alan. Al, it's Alnold <laughs> Peanuts Nuts. Alnold Peanuts Nuts. Alnold Peanuts Nuts is his full name, and he is a wide catcher. What? <laughs> He's a wide catcher. Yes. What nationality uh, yeah. is Almild? 
Arnold? <laughs> yeah. It's American. Oh, it is? Yeah, yeah. Arnold? Well, he's Canadian, but the name is American. So, Arnold Peanuts. <laughs> he's a wide catcher with the... Wide catcher. Um, I don't even know Lions. if I know what sport he plays. Football. Football. Wide catcher. Yeah, football. It's a new position. Oh yeah, yeah. I <laughs> that mean, they it, did yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah. that's it's unusual. Like a, get, like a move. I think they had three guy. or four positions a year. New ones. I think. They, yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> yeah. So he's one of the new ones that they hmm. did. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna get an old jersey. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Does it say nuts on the back? Yep. And that's with a Z or an S? Uh, two S's. <laughs> One is, there's a silent one. It's not where you think it is. It's N-U-S-T-S. Yeah, people. But the first S you don't hear because he's, well, he's, his first name is Arnold. It's an American name. Right. But Nuts is, um, it's not American. And Peanut was like a nickname or that's a family name for his middle name? That's his middle name. That's his mother's maiden name. Wait. Beatrice Peanut. Arnold Peanut Snuts, but with a silent S. Peanut Arnold, let nuts. me spell it for you. It's okay. easy. A L N O L D. Oh, standard spelling on Arnold. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I told you. It's just a regular American Arnold. <laughs> and then Peanuts, spelled P E A N U T S. And then, but the nuts at the end is N U S T S. And the first S you don't pronounce. So Arnold Peanuts Nuts. <laughs> but you still kind of said it. And that's well because I'm from there. <laughs> it's too hard for from. non-native speakers. You're from the part get. of Canada that he is originally yes. from. Yep, yep. And so, <laughs> boy, that's tricky. So if you're from there, you could say nuts. Oh, so is it American pronunciation that is just nuts? But you no, guys, it's a French Canadian area of Canada, right. French Canada, and he somehow, but he became a football player. Oh, because you can, yeah, you can be a football player from yeah, Canada. Yeah. So he learned in his town. And he's a, and he's a wide catcher? He's a wide catcher, mm-hmm. yeah, which makes sense, <laughs> I think, for, you know, a Canadian, because they have that in a lot of their sports. Mm-hmm. They have to be uh, slow, but good catchers. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. The weird so thing is he has all those opportunities for cool nicknames, and from what I've heard, his teammates all were still refer to him as Arnold all yeah, the time. Yeah, Arnold. <laughs> because it's easier to say <laughs> than nuts. That, that is true. Yeah. Or Peanut, which is like, oh, here, more fun peanuts. to say. like that. Oh, Peanuts is his middle Arnold name. Arnold Peanuts Nuts, <laughs> I it, think. It's Arnold P, which stands for Peanuts Nuts. Yeah. yeah. So his name is Arnold P Nuts. Right. But if you say it oh. out the full way, it's Arnold Peanuts Nuts. Yes. Yeah, the P stands mm-hmm. for peanuts. And if you yeah. pronounce that first S, it's almost like penis. It would sound like, no, right. but no, that one's spelled P-E-A-N-U-T-S. It's only, his last name is the French-Canadian spelled No, I was saying if they did the P period, like Al Peanuts. Oh, yeah, if you said it, it would sound like Arnold Penis. Mm-hmm. So See, wait, that's not how you say it, so it's not a problem. But you say it that way. No, I I, I retain a hint of the homeland. Yeah. yeah. Well, because yeah, if you're it's French an adorable Canadian, accent, by the way. Thank you. And that you know you can I I say a little s in there, but no one else should try it. <laughs> I wouldn't want to embarrass myself that no, way. No, 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 no. All right, let's do one. Just mirror everyone, given the time, and then um, you guys can get your just mirror everyone fix on the next episode. Sometimes I ponder on something I have 
I'm on Patreon, you guys. I always like to wedge this here where it's sort of somewhat <laughs> unnatural. Uh, Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go, different reward levels. The um, live stream will be this weekend. So if you're hearing this, you still have a, it's, I'm going to do it on Sunday. And um, this whole this whole life has become a blur. So I don't know the exact date. But anyway, uh, so there's live st- interactive live stream option. Um, re- bonus episodes. Jordan Morris is going to be on the episode this month. Um, there's a level where you get merch in the mail, level where you can have sentences of your choosing read on air. I now have two people at that level, Mo and Tim Carter. Thank you. You are awesome. That's right. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go for that. Tim Carter, your sentence, which is delightful and the story behind it, I'm going to do on the next episode. Okay. Here's the just mirror everyone. This is, uh, from one dirt bag. Play an observation game in public I like to call father and daughter or husband and wife. <laughs> mm. uh, it's always weird when you realize, oh, wait, no, they are husband and wife. Uh, I yeah. saw one. I don't play that game, but I took my... There's so many wheels within wheels on this one. I took my kids to see the space shuttle at the Science Center. And there was a man who looked to be about 40 to 45 with a girl who appeared like 16, 17. Mm. I'm assuming he was not trafficking her and she was older, like 18 or 19. But it was not just because then they did PDA that made it very clear they Mm. were a couple. And it was not that. I mean, had I seen them out at like a bar or something, whatever. But like they, he took her to do like activity for children. Yeah, that's what bothered. I was like, why are you at the space shuttle? Like, <laughs> she was probably here on a field trip like three years ago. Like it was so, uh, like, because uh, I, I, you know, once I mean, if someone's of age, they can consent to be with anyone of any age that they want. But it was like the, it was the vibe of it. it was so gross that I was like, get them out of here. It's bad. It's bad for the children. Yeah, that's one I saw. I don't know. How about you guys? It's bad optics. Bad optics for yeah, that guy. Yeah. Doesn't he seem proud like of op- himself. Optics was not a word everyone mm-hmm. used all the time until recently. Yeah. It's a trendy word. Because yeah. of the politics stuff. Yeah, everyone's a pundit now, right? Yeah. It's sort of replaced it is what it is. Mm, at was, the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the new one. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. I have a dog to tell you guys about. You are a dog. Poop on your bed. You are a dog. Poop on your bed. A doggy dog. Poop on your bed. Dog, 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 dog. Poop on your bed. Dog, 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 dog. Poop on your bed. That's what you are. Poop on your bed. You are a pooch. An ugly mutt. You come inside. You come inside. With poop on your butt. With poop on your butt. Dog, 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 dog. Dog, 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 That's what you are. That's what you are. Meet adorable Andy. He might be the happiest dog up for adoption right now at Friends of the Animals Baton Rouge. Andy has a slightly foxy appearance with a silver and gray coat mixed with some reddish brown markings. Andy's the perfect size at 20-ish pounds, two years old, and he loves everyone he meets. He's great with other dogs and loves to run and play. Andy is heartworm, negative, house-trained, crate-trained, and good with children. Listeners can learn more about Andy by going to tinyurl.com slash andybff. Um, look how cute he is, you guys. Oh, my God. Oh, what a happy what? guy. 
He's Aww. the cutest. I'm going to scroll up. Of all the dogs that I featured, I want Andy the most. Where is he located? Uh, Baton Rouge. Oh. Yeah. That's far. This, my phone is not allowing this to show fully. But look, there he is. He's super Aww. cute. 20 pounds, two years old. Go get Andy. Link uh, to Andy will be in the episode summary. Also, um, I don't know if Amazon has this cowboy book. It probably does because that's probably where, where you got, got it. it. I will put a link to this as well and other fun stuff. Thank you guys so much for listening. Tune in to my Monday episode because I'm having uh, a woman who was at the Las Vegas <clears throat> at the Route 91 festival where the big shooting happened and she got shot in the leg and she's okay. Um, it turns out that she's someone that I, she lived, her grandparents lived next door to my parents. And so I knew her from childhood and I hadn't talked to her, <clears throat> excuse me, in years. And then she reached out to me. So crazy. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, so make sure to tune in for that. Yes, Wendy. Oh, can I just say that if anyone is interested in learning more about yeah. the International Rescue <laughs> Committee, which we talked about before, their URL is very easy to remember. It's just rescue.org. And you can give money there or you can find out more about all the things that they do and just like tweet about it. Or I mean, because you can't give money. So just... SEO optimized. Yeah. Rescue.org. It can be easy to remember. Thank you. Of course. Way to bring us down. I know. No, I, I started it. By starting this show. <laughs> well, I should have said it earlier when no, we were okay. talking about it. And then I thought about it for an hour. <laughs> and then I said it. Uh, Jeff, where can we find you? Well, it seems like a waste to push to my ho, 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 Twitter tweet, blah, blah. So I'm going to say, you want to follow me? Go to rescue.org. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving them my plug. That's my donation. Aww. That's so nice. Daniel? Uh you can follow me at Dequants on the Snappy. Dequants on the Snappy. I'm going to be talking about Alien Covenant on my podcast, The Watching Hour. And you know what? I'm going to mention. No, I'm not. We're just going to be talking about frivolous bullshit. But frivolous bullshit's important, too. Yeah. Definitely go to the international rescue.org. Come on. I'm not trying to bring everyone down. No, no, no. no. I was was saying come on to him (laughs) because you just said the name and he couldn't remember. Yeah. Honey. (laughs) What? That's late. (laughs) I don't remember things anymore. I I don't either. Wendy, where can we find you? I'm just at Wendy Molino on Twitter. If you try to follow me on Instagram, I will neg you because it's only pictures of my children and I will not accept your following. Oh, I didn't know that you're... (laughs) I lock up my Instagram. I don't. I like don't use it as a social media tool at all. That's a that's a choice people make. I guess I so. understand. Yeah, David Huntsberger. Um, <clears throat> if you do have articles of clothing uh, that you'd like appraised, mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. upload them at appraisalmalaise.com, standard spelling, <laughs> and you can listen to my podcast, The Space Cave, where I sit down with scientists or people of that uh, of an interesting nature. The, this week's guest is Danielle Gunn from the Planetary Society which was started by, um, well, um, Carl Sagan had a hand in that. It's pretty interesting. Planetary.org, you can visit them. My website is davidhunsberger.com, and um, all the links to social media type things are on there, but I'm not very good at any of those, as you guys well know. But I did have that that tweet at the beer company that they never got back to me. But it it was very dramatic. Yeah, well, I think people were riveted. Like, what is going on with <laughs> that beer? Waiting for a response. <laughs> what happened? Oh, I, I forgot to say, Bob's Burgers is back with original episodes Sundays at seven thirty when we are not preempted on Fox. There you go. Follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen and follow me on Instagram at Allison Rosen. And thank you guys so much for listening. I love you. Goodbye. 
Rosie is your new best friend.